This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It takes a lot of hard work to make it look easy. This Mother's Day, Duluth Trading Co. can help you give her something that keeps up. Whether you prefer to shop online or in-store, Duluth has a motherload of gear, goods, and gifts to keep her comfortable and capable, no matter what needs doing. With Duluth's problem-solving details and legendary durability to boot, you'll finally be mom's favorite again. Check out DuluthTrading.com for all your Mother's Day gifting needs. Hello and welcome to the BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast, brought to you by the team here at the magazine. Join us as we chat all things gardening with the nation's favourite experts. Hello and welcome to this BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast on cooking delicious meals from homegrown harvests with me, Adam Frost. Nothing beats sowing seeds, planting sets, popping in potatoes, just growing veg, fruit, herbs, and then harvesting it and then cooking it and taking it to the table. Well, the first bit I'm okay at. So it's Adam Frost. You know, I'm known as a gardener. But the second bit, I could do with some help. And on that note, I've got a lady with me who's instantly become my best friend overnight. But I could listen to her talk about food all day long. <laughs> and it is... I'm Cassie Best from Good Food. And today, my dear, what are we talking about? So today we're going to be talking all about onions, garlic, shallots and some other members of the Allium family. How good are onions for you to start with? I mean, they're pretty good for you. They're packed with vitamins um, and minerals. They're a good source of quercetin, which is a natural antihistamine, anti-inflammatory. Yeah. So they're really good, you know, if you're suffering with things like eczema or asthma, they're a really good thing to have in your diet at that time of year. Loads of minerals and vitamins in there. Really good for you. Yeah, because I'm going to open this one up. We're not just going to go your bog standard brown onions that we, you know, we think of for our gravies or whatever. I'm going to go shallots and then we're going to go garlic and then I'm going to throw in a few oddities. Okay, right. great. I'm ready even, for this. I'm going to talk to you later on about about an Egyptian walking onion. Oh, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> there you go. So, okay. so actually, as far as growing them, 
you know, camp-wise, or let's say season-wise, there's two major times to do it, all right? So there's there's a sort of springtime and there's autumn time. And, and you tend to go with different varieties depending on the time of the year, mm-hmm. you know? Have you ever heard the term onion sets? No. No. So you can you can get onions and you can sow from seed. Mm-hmm. Takes longer, obviously. Or you can buy sets, which to look at are literally like mini onions. So okay. if we if we sort of state with, you know, your bog standard onion, I would be buying that as a set. I would get it in probably late September, early October, and I would literally plant out late autumn going into early winter you know with, with a good onion that will carry me through the winter as far as conditions and you could say the same for all of them you could say shallots onions and garlic all want sunny well-drained conditions that said they do like a bit of goodness to get them going you know mm-hmm. um prep the soil put a bit of compost in you know well-rotted manure and then all you're really doing is making a little hole you're pushing them in and then you're leaving, you know, when you buy the onion, you cut it back and it starts to starts to go, the little brown sort of tassels on yeah. top. If you imagine your onion set's got that, so mm. when I've pushed it in the ground, you leave that just above the ground, you firm in, you water in, that's it. Happy days. Okay, that that's, sounds easy. I could do that. that see, that's, achievable. see, that is literally, so me, October, November, I all the major harvesting done out in the garden. Mm. There's three major crops, really, that I put in for over, you know, in the garden for the winter. It's my garlic, it's my onions, um, and I start my broad beans off. You know, okay. I, always, I know we're not talking about broad <laughs> beans today. That's another, but that's the three things that I grow. And, and for me, I think, again, Growing your own onions straight away, you've got that bigger choice. Mm-hmm. You know, straight away, you know, you sort of, again, where I said, you walk into the supermarket, you look at onions. Do you see lots of different varieties of onions normally? No, you don't. I think um, that, you mean, you, you see your white onions, your red yeah. onions, your spring onions. That's about it really, isn't it? And I don't, I definitely don't understand enough about the whole family and know, you know, the spectrum of different onions out there. So tell yeah. me, teach me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am. So, so again, so I would start mine off in the autumn, but if you don't, you could go into spring, summer, you can still get your sets out there. You know, like I say, you can do this seed driven as well mm-hmm. I'm being really honest like oh, I don't okay. I ain't got time okay we like a shortcut <laughs> exactly <laughs> so we go with the sets and then if you look at shallots same process mm-hmm. you know you're looking at an autumn plant you're looking at a spring plant and then if you go look at your garlics now you're getting into new territory but same thing you've got an autumn plant and you've got a spring plant okay um, I don't know if you've ever heard sort of garlics talked about as as sort of hard necks and soft necks no no there you go no, see I'm, I'm loving so this much. I'm loving this <laughs> so um we have some weird things in the gardening world um I from what I understand and I might be shot down right now I think uh, in in the cooking world a lot of the time chefs knew sort of soft neck mm-hmm. stuff but soft neck garlic will be a lot of what we by yeah but in reality a lot of that will come from warmer countries that's the thing with the soft necks that's why they can't really get through the winter months whereas the hard necks you can put in october november they'll get themselves in the ground and then you know you're pulling them up 
the following June. Okay. So again, you can give yourself two feats. You could go do your, your both sets if you've got room. You could do mm. autumn and you could do your spring, you know, getting your sets, garlic, shallots, onions in the ground yeah. and supply yourself. Because the great thing about all of them, you know, we're now, you know, I'm after Christmas I've still got garlic hanging up in the garage. Yeah. You know, so, and the hard necks will carry you through. So I think the first thing to do when you're thinking about this is go, right, when am I going to plant it? So if I'm going to plant it and it's going to carry through the winter, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to choose the right varieties for the winter. Whereas actually, in reality, if I'm going to do it in the spring, that opens it all up. And okay. then I added to that, you said about, you know, spring onions, mm-hmm. I will do spring onions from seed. Right, Okay. There you go. Well, I mean, I'm loving this because I use onions so much yeah. and garlic on a you know a daily basis. I go through a lot of onions. So it is music to my ears to hear that it's so easy to grow them because I feel like they'd be really useful for me in the kitchen. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to give this a, this a go and it sounds pretty easy. So, yeah, I can't wait to get growing yeah. them. Yeah, and they are. I mean, so I understand, though, on, on a cooking basis, mm. right? So I'm growing, I'm growing my onions and I grow reds, you know, and what I know. Mm. I call the brown onions, but the white onions, whatever. What's the difference really between that cooking-wise and, and a shallot? A shallot is a little bit milder. That's the only real difference. Obviously, yeah. the rings are smaller and a bit more yeah. delicate. So if you want them in a salad or something, it's a bit of a nicer bite than a big chunk of yeah. onion. Um, but the, yeah, they're a bit milder. So I like to use shallots in like a, a pickle. They're really nice if you you know yeah. slice them up and pickle them, yeah. keep that in the jar to use you know, for months, really, that yeah. would last. But, yeah, that's kind of the main difference, really. And what about the onions? Give me a real basic sort of recipe with a, you know, I've got a bag full of onions. Yeah, so oh, onions are just, they they don't get enough love, do they? Nah. Because they're used as like a base note in so many recipes, but very rarely are they used as the star of the show. And I'm a bit upset about that yeah, because good. they're great, aren't they? they they're are. delicious, but you don't really very often get the full flavour of the onion because it's used in a stew or a curry or whatever it might be. And it just provides that nice kind of umami base note, as I said, but then it gets lost. So... I like to use them as the real like hero of a dish when I can. So I would definitely make some pickles and chutneys out of onions because they're just fantastic for that. But pickled onions as well are great, whether that's, you know, pickling the shallots or pickled red onion is something so delicious that you can just keep in your fridge, pickle it with a bit of lime juice, just a light pickle, and put that on top of your tacos or whatever it is you're cooking, avocado on toast. So that's a great way to really make the most of them. But then you can make real like hero dishes as well, like a, a shallot tart tan is something really delicious and beautiful. And I really like to burn my onions as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roasted onions and yeah. burnt onions, just bringing that kind of bitter edge to onions is so delicious, works so well. And all of those kind of sweet and sour flavours work with onions as well, really, really well. So a little bit of sugar, a little bit of vinegar when you're cooking them. You know, I like to sometimes just half them, cook them in a bit of like miso or with some uh, anchovies, something that's bringing in that like umami note. That goes so well with onions. Um, sorry, I just rambled it's on about lovely, everything mate. I like to quite, cook with onions. I'm just like this. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. I just carry on. I'm yeah. just listening. It's wonderful. They're just great, yeah. aren't they? And they're used in like pretty much every cuisine. Yeah. But I think it's time that they became the star yeah, of the show. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I cuz growing wise, they're they're really quite easily cuz I've mm. what I've described them is, you know, 
in in a garden setting, but you could do onions quite easily in containers, you know, pots, old bags. You could definitely grow them in different ways. I mean, I've Mm. done spring onions in window boxes before, you know. So there's, there's definitely different ways of doing them, but... You made me laugh when you mentioned avocado because my first experience of really strong onions, and this is how much cooking's changed, all mm. right? So, and it probably shows how old I am. I can remember every Christmas would come around, and it must have been an auntie or a great auntie or something like that. You used to do these famous pickled onions, and they used to arrive, and I can remember. This is how sad I am, all right? So she must have had and used to have the old, the bigger jars of coffee. And I think okay. it was someone like, we probably shouldn't say it, but Nescafe, other things are available, all right? And they used to do massive jars with a red top on them. Yeah. And that's what these pickled onions were yeah. in. <laughs> and then they would all go on the table and then mm. obviously normal boxing day. And then if you were lucky, you'd, as a kid, you'd get one of these pickled onions. Oh, my but your eyes would water. <laughs> your eyes yeah. would water for about <laughs> three or four days, and you think, "Oh my, this is the strongest." But actually, they were quite addictive. Oh yeah, they're, I love a pickled onion. Yeah. that sharp vinegary taste with onions is just so good, isn't it? Yeah, I, can't, it, I can't get enough of it that. It is. So when you said about you know cooking avocados, that definitely mm. wasn't on the old Boxing yeah. Day menu. You know? <laughs> but but you know, and again, I suppose they've been about forever. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? And mm-hmm. and for me, that growing, I suppose if you add to the growing, like you can do it in containers, the biggest thing as well, a lot of with those crops is drainage. None of that stuff wants to be sat in water. It needs water to get it away. Okay. But they are one of the plants for you that well into the season, it wouldn't matter if you went away on a couple of weeks' holiday. Oh, great. Okay. This you know, is so good. It could be the, it could be the future. I could grow onions. Yeah. For you, okay. You I'm going to give yeah. that a try then. <laughs> yeah. Even with, um, I can remember with, with garlic, growing garlic, actually it was for the magazine. We did a trial. So the old way of, of doing garlic, this is how important the drainage is, was one of it where you, you would sort of dig your little trench and then you would put a valley of, of horticultural gravel. Mm-hmm. So you put quite sharp gravel in and then you would literally sit your garlic on top Okay. And then you'd fill the soil back in because they wanted to drain it. So we tried it like that. We did it normally. We did it in containers. Mm. Reality is it was all right. Most ways. It grows. Really. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah, yeah. to pay it too much attention. No, and no, be happy. no, you don't. Okay, You're done. that's good. Um, Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. And then what about wild garlic? Because it's something that I'm like always searching for and sometimes I get lucky and find a patch, but where I live, it's, it doesn't grow as abundantly as I would like. So is it something that you can grow yourself in yeah. your garden? Or? Yeah, you can, because let's drift into that. I mean, it, technically, 
you know, I mean, we're in the Allium family. So, mm. you know, that's in the Allium family. Um, again, that takes me back to time spent in Devon. It used to grow like mad yeah. in, the, in the woods, you know. Mm. And that reminds you that it can be a little bit invasive. Yeah. Um, so if you want to let it loose in your garden, be willing to let it go loose in your okay. garden because it, it will do. But I plant it at home and I've moved in the last, what, 18 months or so and I've got a smaller garden. But I've got mm. a couple of areas underneath hedges that are contained. And what I've done is I've just lifted the canopy on the hedges a little bit. So I've taken the lower branches off and there's a fence behind so it's not making any difference. And I've put them in. So you plant those as as bulbs, you know, come sort of September time, pop them in as bulbs. Um, don't cut it the first year, but probably year two, you okay. can start to cut your foliage and it will seed, it will develop, it will do its own thing. But I mean, mm. you know, that makes great Pesto, it's good oh, to add to salads and all sorts of I'm things. I'm definitely yeah. nervous about planting it in my garden, but it's one of my favourite ingredients when it comes around. It's such a short season, isn't it, that I want to make the most of it while it's around. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to get hold of, you know, you can't really buy it in the shops. No, um, we've, we've got a farmer's market now that they obviously going out and they're picking it and okay. bits and pieces, which is quite lovely. My daughter rides and she rides between, in a particular wood, you know, mm. and um, she'll send me videos at the right time of year because one of the woods she goes through is is just rammed with with wild garlic yeah if you're lucky enough to find a patch then you've got to you know you're lucky aren't you but i don't i can't i'm not always so lucky where i live so um and i suppose if we open that out to you know other things in that family if you think about the alliums there's there's plenty of you know things that will give you that flavor you've mm. got the chives things like that that will give you that but even there's um um, have you heard of the Egyptian walking onion? No. Okay, tell me about this because it sounds like a joke you're about <laughs> it to spring sounds like on I'm me. winding you up, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So what happens is the bulb ends up being at the top of the plant. Right, okay. All right, so what happens is it, it shows up, it throws up that lovely green foliage that mm. you would imagine of that sort of plant and then the bulb falls at the top. Well, because the bulb falls at the top, what happens? It weighs it down, it falls over, it hits the ground. Okay. Of course, then it roots. Yeah. Then it starts the process again. Okay. Falls over, roots, and hence the walking onion. Walks along the garden. It walks along the garden. <laughs> so, so I suppose in a way, there's fun to be had with this stuff. Yeah. As well. It, you've really opened my eyes to the different varieties and options out there because, you know, I just didn't know about them. Yeah. It sounds like an exciting thing yeah, to, to jump into. Yeah. And what about what about garlic? What, what sort of, you know, when you're at cooking school, mm. I mean, garlic... Um, I'm probably letting this out now, and I shouldn't. I had to fill in a form for um, celebrity master chef. I'm not sure I'll do oh, it. Oh, that's but exciting! I know. Well, I'm not sure it's exciting. But one of the questions was three ingredients that you wouldn't be without mm-hmm. in your kitchen. Yeah. Well, I've put garlic mm-hmm. as one of those ingredients. Was that a good thing to put or not? Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Garlic is another one which just underpins so many different cuisines and again it's used very often as a base note but there's lots of ways to make it the star of the show you know I love to slow roast a whole bulb of garlic until it goes really kind of jammy and mellows that that flavor and then you can just squeeze those bulbs out and use them to make a really delicious you know roasted garlic butter that you can spread under a chicken skin or make some really you know elite garlic bread or you can comfy it if you cook the cloves in oil and slowly cook that in the oven it will again become really soft and squidgy and you can just spread that onto toast i speak you've just worked in all this out you're just spending the whole time in knowing how to tease me aren't you? i feel like i'm just being like you know you're just flirting with me and it's like oh, oh. 
<laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. So, again, it's that what you're saying is we could celebrate it more than we do. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there, there are recipes out there which celebrate garlic, mm. like the classic kind of 40 clove yeah, of garlic yeah. roast chicken, which is just amazing. But, yeah, again, it's just often used as a base note and it kind of can get lost sometimes, can't it? But there's definitely ways to make it more the star of the show. And you were telling me earlier about elephant garlic as yeah. well, which sounds like something that's right up my street. Oh, first of all, I suppose growing, the first time I grew, you know, my kids, you'd show them a, you know, you go supermarket market, you show a normal, you know, bulb of, or the bulbs of, yeah. of, of garlic and or, and then you grow elephant garlic mm. with them. And you're, you're talking things that, you know, can get as big as, as your hand. Yeah. You, you hold this thing. But the taste is milder. Mm. So I use it, um, I suppose, a lot more as a star rather than, um, you know, when you slice it through, you get, obviously, you can get the full, especially from the centre, you yeah. can get the full shape of the garlic. Of course, you end up with a big piece of garlic mm. and then you imagine a really strong garlic taste. And no, it's it's lovely, mild. And, and I suppose also with that as well, I use my garlic in a slightly different way. So as you, you know, all of the stuff, the, the onions, you know, the shallots and the garlic, when we're growing them, we obviously get to a time of year, we lift them out mm. and then you need to dry them off. Yeah. So the old fashioned way of drying them off, my granddad actually on the allotment used to get four canes, um, a piece of old chicken wire and he put it in a sheltered space but it was going to get lots of sun and he'd just throw it all on there. And of course, the air would come up underneath and you dry everything. Then you tie them all up in bunches Mm -hmm. and hang them up. So in my garage, I've literally got onions and and garlic ready to go. And and you find as well that the longer some of this stuff hangs, Mm. the more the flavour matures. Okay. You know? But you just have to be mindful that none of it gets damp and bits Mm. and pieces because the moment you get any sort of rot, it just goes through. And that happens a lot with storage of veggies in and fruit the same. You get mm. one bad apple, as they say, you know, and then all of a sudden it will start going through everything. Spread, but, yeah. but interestingly, you know, if you leave it a few weeks, it just matures and the mm. flavour. So I'll have elephant garlic more or less fresh and you can just eat it like... But you can also hang it up hang and, it keep up and keep it off. Okay, so how long would you keep it for like that? Well, well, so I, I think I lift mine in, in June. I'm normally... This shows you how much of it I grow, <laughs> which is bad. <laughs> I'm still, I've still got stock come after Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you need someone to use it up, yeah, exactly. you've got a new friend yeah. over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, I will send you some because I, what I do is mine. And again, I suppose the other little tip with that is because of the drainage, they're a really good thing for raised beds. Okay. You know, if you're in a wet part of the country, mm-hmm. you maybe do want to introduce that gravel, raise them up, yeah. whatever you can. If you're in a dry part of the country, absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. So I do put mine in, in the raised beds as well. So, okay. You know, and, and I think, again, it's that idea of variety, variety, variety. Mm. Because I think, I'm not sure I've seen on a label, and you'll probably pay more attention to this than me, the variety of the garlic that we're buying or mm-hmm. if it just says garlic? I think you do in some supermarkets, but I think we have got to a place with all produce where, you know, what's available to buy has got narrower and narrower and narrower, you know, so much so that now you, when you're looking at apples, there's maybe 
six varieties max in the supermarket yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's the same for all produce isn't it you know you get a handful of varieties which are obviously very reliable for growers and sell well but then there's all those other lovely varieties that are getting lost and it, you know like I said it's the same with apples and tomatoes and yeah, all the other lovely yeah. produce out there and actually what I'm learning from you is that if you go out of your way to find something a bit more interesting oh, it can you know make your cooking so much more interesting because you're bringing all those flavors to life and the variety is just endless really isn't it oh yeah and it, and, it, and it's that it is that idea that you know I'm thinking about garlic and I think it's just dropped, jumped in my head I've sort of taken one part of the garden that I've sort of ornamental kitchen gardening. Mm. So I'm not just growing the veggies by themselves. I've got a couple of beds that I'm into planting, the fruit, the veggies, the flowers, the whole lot, you yeah. know. And and I've put two lots of garlic, three lots of garlic actually, in, in there. And, and of course, earlier on in the year, until they come out, you know, they're, they're these little verticals and they come yeah. up through the flowers yeah. and they look brilliant. Yeah. And then I pull them out and then that's the space and then something else goes in. So I put some salad clops in in, yeah. in June, you know. So and then it's that the idea of experimenting. But but yeah, again, you get that, that flavour, isn't it? That yeah. you can really, you know. Yeah. So have you got unique. a favourite sort of onion recipe? Or I'm going to list them. You're going to give me a favourite, <laughs> just a just a favourite garlic, a favourite shallot and a favourite... I know I'm putting you on a spot here, so you can <laughs> no, kick me is, under the table. This, I could chat about this Go all on. day long. Come Go on. on. Okay, so onions, I would say... I mean, I always make a big batch of kind of like a, a standard caramelised onion chutney, which is actually what I've brought for you to try today. So I'm going to try some of that at the end. Mrs Frost loves onion chutney, Okay, mate. we can take some of this home for cool. her. But it's just... It's such a great ingredient yeah. to keep in your fridge because you can yeah. use it in so many different ways. And what I really like to make is a pasaladier, so a classic French tart, which just has heaps of onions, you know, slowly cooked, caramelised yeah. onions as the base. And then it's got anchovies and olives on top. And it looks great and it tastes amazing. And also French onion soup. I love. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. Oh, OK. I'm okay. Get <laughs> tell me. I'll guess what? Go on. Go on. Guess what? I do apparently a really cool onion soup. Okay. I even put it in a book. Ooh, That's okay. how proud I was. This was years ago. This was having a glut of onions. Yeah. Living by yourself. And then what do I do with all these? And then just start putting some in. Ended up putting a bit of stocking, bit of this in. Anyway, yeah. I've evolved this thing over the years. And the kids will now go. Can, and so I've got garlic in it and bits and pieces yeah. and whatever now. But, but I sort of slowly, slowly, slowly do it. But do you know what I put on top? Cheese on toast. Cheese on toast. So what I do is I get some really old, like, like good French stick. We've yeah. got a local baker's and cut some things of that. Yeah. And then I make the onion soup, put it in bowls, and then I put the cheese on. Yeah. And then the last minute, it all goes under the grill. Yeah. So you get onion soup with cheese on toast. Yeah. I mean, that's classic. Classic French onion soup. You can't beat no. it, can you? So delicious. And a great way, again, to use up a glut of onions. You've yeah. got loads of them. Sorry, mate. I interrupted you. In the... No. I've got to be excited then, didn't I? <laughs> Stick back to that in the freezer and, you know, it's happy days for yeah. lunches for months to come. So they would be my... T I gave you two there, two yeah, onions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, couldn't, cool. I couldn't leave either of those out. No. Garlic. Oh, do you know what I make with garlic, which I love, is um, like a crispy chilli and garlic oil. Ooh. So you can buy this in a jar, crispy chilli oil, yeah. and it has like, like slices of garlic in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like quite a classic condiment which is great, but you can make it as well. Um, and it's you, you 
basically shallow fry loads of garlic and chilli and oil until it's, you know, like when the garlic slice is mellow and they're like a bit golden, you know, you don't want to burn them, but they're just going crispy and a bit... If you drained them out of the oil, they'd, they'd be super crispy. And it's all cooked in a in an oil and the onions and the shallot become really sticky and jammy and it's got loads of chilli in there. And yeah. then you add like Szechuan peppercorns for a bit of a kick as well. I grow those, by the way, just to sort wow. of, you know. that's impressive. <laughs> uh, so that is something I love to make with garlic and I've always got a jar of that in the fridge and that just goes on noodles or cheese on toast yeah. or, you know, everything. I love that. And then shallots... I think I mentioned earlier, I, I cook onions sometimes in like a miso. They go yeah, really well yeah, with miso because there's yeah, that yeah, like yeah, yeah. umami kind yeah. of flavour pairing. It goes really nicely. So if you cut shallots in half and just cook them cut side down in yeah. a pan with some butter and some miso, a bit of sugar, honey, something like that. And they almost start to like burn and caramelise yeah, yeah, on the yeah, cut yeah. side. That is just gorgeous and I would just have that over rice with little else to be honest it's just really really a nice way to make sure to be honest I think you've just you've actually just made an instant chutney there I'm I'm (laughs) thinking I've gone to the fridge I've just got you know we got say we've got a local baker I've got some bread out I'm pulling that apart. I've yeah. got some cheese out and I'm just taking these out of the pot and yeah. putting them on top. That would be absolutely lovely. Delicious, yeah. There's so many ways to cook these ingredients to really make them the hero. So yeah. I think we should all do a bit more of that. Yeah, we should. They're you know, they're really sustainable. They grow really yeah. well. They're so cheap. Yeah, and I think I think because of the variety, there's fun there. Mm. So I think all you've got to think about is time of year. Mm-hmm. So and you'd say you get two bangs at it, really. You know, you get whereas a lot of crops you know, you put them in one time of the year and that's that's it. Whereas these now, if you think you can attack it in the spring, you can attack it in the autumn. Think about conditions. What do they like in reality? Well-drained, sunny conditions. Like a bit of goodness to get them going. So I'm always thinking, let's get some compost in the ground. If I'm on heavy ground, do I add some gravel, you know, because of that drainage? Do I put them in a raised bed? Mm-hmm. Do I grow them in a pot? So what you're doing is you're thinking about this plant like that. Do they have to go in the veg garden? No, they don't. They mm-hmm. could go in the borders, bits and pieces, you know, and then really once I've had water and got them going, I suppose the only other thing to add to that really would be protect them first of all. So if I put my onions in, I would probably, and and the garlic really, if I put them in autumn, I would fleece them over Mm -hmm. um, just to give it a bit of extra protection for the winter months. But on top of that, the birds are sods. Oh, okay. So, you know, the little bit that I said to you on the onions that you're sticking out the top, the birds will come along and pull them out. Right. So you're going out in the morning, sticking your onions back back in. in. Yeah, putting your sets back in. So so fleece them over, give them a bit of covering, you know, get them going. Once they start to show, you're going in the spring, good watering to start with. Mm. And in reality, you can start to to back off. Then when you start to lift them, you'll know when to lift them because all your lovely upright forage starts to collapse. That tells you when they're ready to come out the ground. Don't leave them in the ground too long because ultimately you do want to dry them. You don't want to get back end of summer and them still Mm -hmm. being in the ground because then they're going to start to go mouldy, mushy. Get them out of the ground, dry them off, develop that Mm flavour. Easy to store. Great. I love this idea that you can store them. That is just a revelation for me that you can 
pick something out of the ground and it will just keep really well oh, yeah. in the right conditions. That that sounds fab. Yeah, so I'm going to try that. Yeah, and and it, that provides a smile. You know, every time you go in your garage or your shed in your old gun, yeah, you I don't know how my husband's going to feel about going into the shed, into the garage or the shed and finding all these onions hanging oh, I love up. It, mate. I love <laughs> it. Like, Where's my bike? <laughs> yeah. <gonna> go? <laughs> no, bikes, don't yeah, bikes, no. mate. No, exactly, <laughs> definitely. So yeah, I think you know. I think we've done that proud, haven't we? I think so. And I really hope we've encouraged people to, A, grow some different varieties, yeah. but B, cook some more interesting things with onions because they're just fabulous. They've yeah, got such great flavour, which yeah. brings us on to yeah. the chutney I've brought along for you to try. I know. Um, so this is the classic chutney recipe that I talked about, Go which on. is so versatile. It's just a really simple red onion chutney cooked down with some vinegar, sugar, a few other flavourings if you want. A bit of thyme is nice in there, a bit of garlic. And it's such a staple in my kitchen. You know, I stir it into gravy, yeah, yeah, yeah. use it in a rare bit. Or as I said earlier, a really nice onion tart like a saladier is gorgeous. But on a cheese board as well, it can't be beaten really. This would be Mrs Frost's... She'd love this. Yeah. Because cheese is simple. Yeah. So I love my Belusi, yeah. whereas she's... You know, she'll look at sort of cheddars and mm. and red leicesters and all that sort yeah. of thing, and that's sort of her bag. But the chutney, yeah, is that a little bit in front of me? I could I could get home some occasion. She might be saying, "Baby, what's eating that?" <laughs> you know, that <laughs> it's that be, balance. She would love that rich, yeah. creamy cheese and slightly sharp, vinegary yeah. chutney. It's just and talking about the, the the vinegary, mm. what. What you know? This is me getting all a bit. I'm getting a bit, bit chefy, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I sound like a right idiot. Um, what vinegar? Do you know what? I think any vinegar goes with onions. Like you were saying about the pickled onions yeah. earlier, they're probably done in like a malt vinegar. Oh, man. They were really sharp. strong. Balsamic vinegar yeah. and onions, obviously like a match made in heaven. This would just be a red wine vinegar, something that cooks well and retains that nice acidic edge. So, you know, dirt cheap red wine vinegar, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Makes a great yeah. chutney. Cider vinegar as well would be would be a good shout, good um, but anything with that kind of sharpness works yeah. well with onions. And I suppose that if you were going to pickle onions, how would you? Probably very different to my, you know, my member of the family that did it back in the sort of seventies. Yeah. But how would you pickle onions? Well, I'd probably cook them off a little bit with some yeah. aromatics, so maybe some bay leaf, peppercorns, a bit of thyme, even like a an orange rind or something in there just to yeah, get lots wow. of flavours in or some yeah. coriander seeds, um, something to really get the punchy flavours in, yeah. bottle them off with some vinegar and, I mean, it's so easy, good to go. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right, I think it's time, isn't it? It's time, let's it's dive time in. It's time to get stuck in. Come on. What che- do we know what cheeses we've got? Hey, look. I think we've got a Comte and a Cheddar. No blue, blue no, stir, no, 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 it's good, mate. It's good. <laughs> it's good, really. Let's just have a little taste here and then, you know. Even this smells good. I actually like it's really sneaky. If I work late, you know, so sometimes I can get home, and I know you probably shouldn't do this, but sometimes I can be away on the road and um, I won't get home till half 12, 1 o'clock in the mm. morning. And if I've got a, a sort of little... Yeah, I know you got that in your mouth. Yeah, I won't. I'll, I'll leave that with you. But I'll finish my little bit, and then I, then you can talk while I'm eating mine. But my sneaky thing is, I'll I'll get home one o'clock in the morning and instead of going straight up to bed. I'll go to the fridge. I'll cut myself some cheese, mm. and then I'll get something like a a chutney out. Yeah, and I'll just sit and put some rubbish television on for about half an hour, and sit and have some cheese and biscuits, there's which I better, which I know I probably shouldn't do before I go to bed. But well, it, there's that whole thing about eating cheese before. Bed, isn't there? But 
I, I mean, I don't listen to that. No, exactly. I, I, don't, l- yeah. I didn't think you would for one no. moment. <laughs> right, you carry on talking while <laughs> I put this in my mouth. I, I just think there's something about cheese and that pickly onion that goes so well together. And um, it's just a great thing to keep in your fridge. Goes with so many different things. Complements cheese so nicely. And even the biscuit. Mm. The crunch of the biscuit. Yeah, the different textures. You've got the soft onions, slightly crumbly cheese and the crunchy biscuit. It's just a match made in heaven. And so many different ways to use it. If we have not boosted the allotment numbers in this country... By the end of this, I'm going to be disappointed. I, I really you. hope we have. <laughs> yeah, give it a go. There we go. Your onions, your shallots, your garlic, and a few other bits chucked in. Yeah. I think we've done them justice, mate. We are. Thank you for listening to this BBC Gardener's World magazine podcast with me, Adam Frost, and of course, Cassie Best. For more information on the recipes we've discussed today, go to bbcgoodfood.com. Dot com.